This episode of Classically Black Podcast is sponsored by Unclassified. Unclassified curates playlists for the curious classical listener. Whether you're wanting to prep for a big test with Margaret Bonds or get some sleep with Say Song, you can stream the perfect playlist for any moment. Learn more at unclassified.com. Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast, where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. I'm going to say this up for next week. I'm going to change it every week. <laughs> I forgot you said I that you. until just now. <laughs> Me too. When I started saying it, I forgot that I said I was going to change it every week. Come <laughs> on, improv. I don't want to hear nothing else from you. We already said that you wasn't going to send the notes to me after what you texted me yesterday. What did I text you yesterday? About the um the PBS thing. Oh. Girl, after, okay. Uh, 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 uh. After I literally just got an email and explained it to you. Okay. That's fine. You still came up with an idea. I don't want to hear nothing else from you. I've come madame. up with ideas before. Not with that. That was okay. That's probably not even. I've come up with it's better ideas even. than that. I thought it was. I thought it was lit. I was like, okay. Well, no, I think it's too, but it like wasn't all like it wasn't creative. I just shifted something to fit something else. <laughs> I mean, you didn't put no hydrogen bonds together, no. But like, I thought it was okay. All right. So anyway, let's this this episode. Cause you know, we just been everyday slave and everyday labor over here. So I'm just trying to figure out. <laughs> I want to be a house cat, <laughs> like a, a well taken care of cat. Every time I see my dog, I'm just like, wow, you should she just be laying in that memory foam bed, not a care in the world. What just a wife. Being, just being cute. I was like, I was just looking at her. I was like, well, I'm gonna teach you how to use a computer. We can divvy up some of this work. We're not gonna forget that Chango's supposed to be growing them thumbs for us. And you know what? ISBM, ISBM is going to lead the charge in inclusion, diversity, equity, and inclusion by having the first canine intern at and any. You know what? These white institutions will do that before they hire the person. I'm taking that out. <laughs> Take Why? it out because <laughs> this point. <laughs> well, I want to really get no ideas now. Uh, they got <laughs> they iron dogs. All right, now, now this is Fido over there. I'm like, we don't need a fellowship. We have um the husky units. <laughs> They're ushers. Oh <laughs> uh, Jesus, what? That would be cute though. A little, a little husky usher, especially oh. the way dogs the way dogs carry on when they hear like flutes and stuff. Mm-hmm. They be singing. Huskies be what they 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 what they uh yap right? Oh, I don't know nothing about them. They huskies don't like they they do be barking, but they do that weird sound. Remember that dog I showed you that our our dog. All right, so <laughs> the, it, was, it was it was like broken. What's wrong with your dog? Ow ow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, the news this week. So. 
the sports bowl happened this past weekend. Oh yeah, Kid Fury short shorts. I le- heard all about it. Right. Very uh, informative. What is it? Super Bowl Louis Vuitton. Super Bowl <laughs> Louis Vuitton. I he did a great job. I thought learned yeah. a lot. Crystal right. didn't think so, but <laughs> everyone has their opinions. Right. So the sports bowl happened. The bowl where they play sports and spread COVID. Um, cause like not a the crowd. Florida just uh, Florida. They just don't have coronavirus. <laughs> they just, it's just, they don't, it's not there. That part. Well, for reasons unbeknownst to me and seemingly anyone else, uh, The weekend did the halftime show. Um, I realized I'm just really bad at gauging how famous people are. But, because mm-hmm. I was like, The weekend, Which, and I know The weekend is it, like, he's a, he's a star and everything. Like, I know that. But I didn't know that he was Super Bowl halftime show famous like yeah <laughs> you know and and actually I feel like I'm maybe not wrong about that yeah I was just kind of like the weekend <laughs> like I, whatever I you know I, but maybe the budget was low that's rude never mind I, I, I'm, I'm sorry I have weekend songs on my phone no I don't but somewhere <laughs> yeah I'm just confused by that like that's really no shade to the weekend but like I, I just you know do you think about who is headlined the Super Bowl halftime show and that's why I'm saying, like, maybe The weekend is, I know he's very famous, but I didn't know he was, like, yeah. Anyway. What does The weekend even, what songs did he do? That I, I he did a remake song. of Dirty Diana. That's the only weekend song I know. Oh, that I Can't Feel My Face song that's supposed to be about cocaine. But all the babies love it. It won a Kids' oh, Choice I, Award, I think. I went through a weekend phase. I don't remember any of these songs. Yeah, I feel like that one and the remake of Dirty Diana are the only ones I know. Um, I get, like, there's so many artists who are at home. Drake, Drake has Drake has never done a uh, uh, halftime show, has he? I don't, not that I know of. Chris Brown could do a ring cycle worth of halftime oh, shows. Yeah. No Chris one Brown asked for these forty-two album songs. Chris Brown's never done one. I, I mean, That's kinda... forty-two song albums. Hmm. You said what? Yeah, and then I know. I think. Rihanna refused to do one because of the Colin Kaepernick situation. I think Cardi B too. That okay. That's why okay. Because I was like wondering, like Cardi had a a huge year. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, I think she Meg. was in the, the the running, but I think yeah because of the Colin Kaepernick situation, a couple of people. I know for sure. I'm pretty pretty sure Rihanna and Cardi B were amongst them, and I think that was pretty Meg the Stallion. But yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, but the reason why we're talking about this is because um, his performance, I didn't see it, and needless, needless to say, neither me nor Katie watched the sports bowl, but um, his performance featured some black string holders, um, I would say players, but uh, that was kind of the controversy around it um, in the classical music community is that they were clearly uh, not musicians, a lot of them. Um, I saw like a couple second clips here or there, like on my Twitter feed. Um, mm-hmm. there were some people that didn't look that bad, and then there were others that it was just like, you know, it was just very clear that they, they were doing choreography. Um, and yeah, so a lot of people were kind of irritated at the fact that he couldn't find like actual. I think they were all black men, and he couldn't find actual actual black men string players, um, to be on stage because um, Allison. Loggins Hole, who was uh, one half of Flutronics, um, she tweeted something, and I linked a tweet that said, um, 
I'm not going to say verbatim, but basically she was saying like, um, you have this imagery on stage, but then you look at who actually played on the track and it feels icky. Now I couldn't Mm. find who was on that recording because that kind of stuff is just not really accessible in my experience trying to find stuff like that I couldn't find who was on the recording um she implied that she knew some people like just personally so probably just being in the recording space and as a as a working musician she probably just knows who was on that gig um but to me that implies that the people on the who were playing on the recording were not black that's what I got from that Hmm. which is like that's kind of like which I never really get because when okay so when you're doing when you're playing acoustic instruments at a show like that like you're first you're miming you know they're that's what they were doing they were miming and so I don't really understand why you can't just get the the musicians that were already that recorded it to just do that and even even to go as far as to say like Maybe they think like musicians might be like too square. You should broaden broaden your ideas of what classical musician looks like, and also musicians can be trained to do all that stuff. Them them people behind Beyonce were regular musicians that had to learn some choreography. Yeah, they had to learn it. They had to work out. They had to run up and down the stairs. They had to do it because that's what we did. So, um, oh, I forgot. Let me sit up. When we so did this, I forget when so when uh Delaney headlined the Super Bowl. What year was it? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen when Delaney headlined the Super Bowl. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Who among us? Wow. So when we did it, we were we were playing prop instruments, um, because obviously we were moving. We had choreography. We were moving around the stage. You can't, you know, and they were acoustic instruments. So we had prop instruments, and so we were miming playing because the instruments don't even make any sound there was no rosin on the bows or anything um but also that was us on the recording that's you mm. know now what i will say they wanted a certain visual aesthetic first of all i was almost not even there because they were like well we didn't want the, the visual aesthetic we wanted to be strings and i'm like four strings right there on the base what are you talking about i like- mean <laughs> and a bridge baby girl it's all there so eggs what do you want i told my mom that because the rehearsal schedule for that was crazy and i was like i don't want to do this <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. get to go like sorry like and I know that sounds like whatever but also no yeah I was my senior year of high school like um so my mom kind of pulled them aside and was like so especially since that's the reason you gave like <laughs> girl mm-hmm. but um anyway long story short I got to go but for visual you know aesthetic purposes they wanted it to just be strings and so on the 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 music that we played there was low brass there were trombone and tuba so the trombone and tuba yola students who played on that track were not on stage um it was only the strings that got to go now at the last like in the last couple of days chris martin the lead singer of coldplay coldplay he bought them tickets to the super bowl so that they could go and pay for them to come up and at least be at the game because originally mm-hmm. it was just like okay record your part go home like <laughs> just, and all the string players yeah we're going to the Super Bowl yeah, gonna be Beyonce like so yeah so he paid for them to come but you know that was a, a situation in which yeah we were miming but also that was us on the recording mm-hmm. and if y'all had black people up there mim- miming and did not just, you could have just hired black musicians in the first place and they could have just did both. Beyonce has an entire mm. 
entire all women all black women band that's behind her on tour all the time and a lot of people were irritated they said they felt as though it sent the message that that sort of excellence doesn't exist yeah Um, and you're just not trying or you're just not seeking it out which i'm sorry you can like one you can get a, a black a contractor and they could, That's they could name off as many people as you need to be on that stage. Yikes. Well, a lot of the girls didn't know who he was before the Super Bowl, so we move. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I'm actually glad that my uh, black classical musician fr- friends did not get that gig because they would be having COVID right now, probably, so... Girl, literally. Um, I will link that that performance um in the description if you want to see it. Um, also the tweet from Allison Loggins Hall. Um, next on my list for news, um, Price Fest, the International Florence Price Festival, uh, twenty twenty one is accepting submissions. Um, the festival is happening on August 20th to 23rd. Um, as of right now, of course, it's virtual. Um, the theme of this year's festival is a new black renaissance. And that reminds me of Bobby Tunde was saying, like, after the play comes the renaissance. Mm-hmm. So go see what this new renaissance looks like. Um, the way y'all be acting. Never mind. <laughs> I mean. I was about to say the way, the, the way y'all be acting. The renaissance going to look like a hospital bed. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> It already does. <laughs> so they are um, seeking proposals that answer this question. How can artists, administrators, and scholars envision the present moment as an opportunity for a black musical renaissance? A special emphasis will be placed on proposals that draw together prices, barrier-breaking legacy with the works of living composers and arts leaders. Um, something that I really like about this uh, call for proposals is that they have, and I'm not going to list them all because I was like, girl you're gonna link it they can read but um they have a a large variety of proposal formats that they're accepting Mm -hmm. um just different ways that you can present your information um that are unique and always like that because you know you go to a lot of conferences where it's just well actually you don't go to a lot some conferences where it's just like all panels and nothing else and it's just like so they have some variety that both vary in like format um in length etc mm-hmm. um the deadline to submit something for the conference is march 1st 2021 at 5 p.m eastern so i will link the page where you can uh submit your stuff um in the in the description of this episode okay a couple more things um i just want to flag uh, an interview that katie and i did for um our alma mater uh eastman's institute for music leadership has a podcast which i'm i really i this is the one that i didn't put notes on because i was like i'm gonna remember everything i don't even remember what it's called i think it's called create inspire lead but the link will be in the description so it doesn't matter um it does matter but you know what i mean um so we were interviewed by steven over at iml shout out to him um I think this is this is my favorite this is my favorite interview that Classically Black has done and it's very like it's very produced so it's like concise like if you have gone if you haven't listened to our pilot episode or some of the episodes where we talk more about the origins of Classically Black and also ourselves this will be a good uh like podcast episode to listen to because it really um I don't know like cuts cuts right to the chase and it's very like well produced so um 
Did you listen to it yet? <laughs> no, I did not get a chance. Okay. Um, yeah, I listened to it the <laughs> other day. Uh, what day did it come out? What's today? Thursday? It came out on Monday. Yeah, it came out on right? Monday. Yeah, yeah I, I listened to it over the weekend. I listened, to, I listened to it. I put it on while I was doing something on Monday. Um, partly because, you know, I knew that he had chopped it up, and so I just wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, <laughs> wanted to make sure. But it was great. I had no edits. Um, cause sometimes people now, now they put one word next to each other and another one, and now it's like, <laughs> I hate. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where you going? <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't even say. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, yeah, so that was great. Um, and then last but not least, a couple of public events for ISBM, the International Society for Black Musicians, that I wanted to bring up. It is BIM here, right? This is BIM. Um, so we're having a session on the 19th of this month, February, um, called Content Creators on the Ground. It's a, um, a session for black content creators, um, and just discussing how we can, um, create some synergy in our work, how we can support each other, how we can work towards a common goal, et cetera, et cetera, joining us for this. And also it's like, it's casual it's like a happy hour slash we talking um but it has a theme and, and some structure to it you know so that we could get out on time <laughs> i mean i don't know about that because last time i was being had a happy hour five <laughs> hours <laughs> i was like oh y'all wanted to talk right. y'all had some stuff to say <laughs> um so we'll be joined by Kwanis Floyd, um, who you might know from her Arts Accordingly podcast, which has, um, I think she's coming out with a new one um, very, very soon. I will link also her website. Actually, I won't, but it's on the flyer, <laughs> which I will link. I will link the event page on on ISBN, which has all these links. Um, but she's also the founder of um arts administrators of color network um and then also of course gary mcqueen who's executive producer of triloquy um just famous all around god's favorite etc etc um yeah and then the next day um on i was about to say january february 20th um, we are in february yeah we are february February 20th, um, we are having a variety show to showcase a variety of talents from the membership of ISBM. Um, and we're going to be premiering that on YouTube. So it's going to be like a live chat, come interact. Um, both of these events are public, although the first one is for black content creators. Um, but you don't need to be a member of ISBM, although we do hope you join. Um, and mm-hmm. hopefully, it's free. If right, hopefully if you come and you feel like joining, you can join from there. Um, yeah, but both of those are at 8 p.m. Eastern on their respective days. Content creators on the 19th, Friday show on the 20th. That's all I got. Purred. Great. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Where'd the D come from? I don't know. I, I use them interchangeably. Sometimes I say purr. Sometimes I say uh-uh. purr. You know, just trying to keep abreast to what's going on. Problem with that? Mm. Staying abreast? Confusion, but no. Yeah. Well, what is this anyway? Like, what are we even doing? We are on a floating rock in the middle of something. Okay. <laughs> Mysterious explosions. So, and forty-year-olds <laughs> putting industrial glue in their head. So, girl, I watched a video the other day. It was only like twenty seconds. A video I should not have watched, where it was like, it it like showed like 
Earth in comparison to the size of the I'm other good. planets. I'm good. Then it's zoomed out and zoomed out. Yeah, I'm okay. Unclassified allows you to stream curated classical music playlists for any moment. Okay, so it's Black History Month, and all these classical music organizations are scrambling to find music by black composers. Better late than never, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And since you claim they're hard to find... Which they're not, but go off. Unclassified is here to help. Check out the Hues of Music Black Voices playlist. Explore the works of black composers on the Hues of Music Black Voices playlist. Enjoy various works by Price, Walker, Hale Stork, and performances by some of our faves, including Stuart Goodyear and Sonora Slocum. You can find Unclassified's profile and playlist on major streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Deezer, and more. Learn more at unclassified.com, and we are moving on. Anyway, <clears throat> so there's a little, I don't even know if it's a trend, really. It's just something that people are doing on Twitter. Well, they'll say, you think this is weird? What the heck? They say WTF is this, right? And I think it really, the first one I really saw of it was, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Okay. So the first one I saw, what there's a trend going around where people are trying, um, where people are trying like fufu and a goosey stew. And I get like a little um, sensitive with all these people trying this kind of food on camera because yeah, it's very weird. I feel like I, yeah I, I feel like all of us are have are sensitive about like our culture's food and I know like especially like I don't eat it anymore but coming from Jamaicans eat like oxtails I mean you eat oxtails but then also like goat head soup and like just stuff that people who eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and mac and cheese will be like that's nasty but it's like no one wants even as a vegan no one wants i don't want to hear you you don't have nothing to say about what jamaicans eat because that's our stuff you know and people are getting on tiktok or whatever and they're trying like if you want to try nigerian food you're going straight for that a goosey stew is like a stew made with goat meat it's like something that you will have to almost be raised on to really appreciate if you want to try nigerian food like try jollof first you know people are going straight for the hardcore stuff and they're calling it it's it's nasty it tastes like this it tastes like that like on camera black people <laughs> saying like oh it tastes like dog food have you lost your mind yeah. what are you talking about like it really so i got like, really sensitive about that i'm like do not try this food that a lot of people are, have been raised on it, it's gonna taste differently to the to the people's so whatever so in light of that someone made a tweet and it was like um you think african food is weird she's like girl what wtf is a casserole right and like, <laughs> it's like we and, eat weird stuff all the time i'm sorry yeah girl. like we chitlins head cheese come on bro yeah i feel like every culture is gonna have some type of weird like not the British eating beans on toast. I still can't get over that. And, and boiled sausage? Y'all can say nothing to nobody <laughs> after that. Come on. <laughs> and I saw a tweet that I completely agree with. It's like every other country can drag us, but it really is something about British people dragging us that really make me like <laughs> they say my put country, my foot tis down. Tis of thee. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they be doing too much. Like they we do be like, oh, much. your accent. And then they be like, aha, your kids are dying in school. And it's like, that's not the yeah. same thing, bro. All, We're actually begging our all. government to do something about it. <laughs> Also, we also don't like it here. So it's like it's we like, are just here. 
not you laughing at murdered babies that's like literally it's like they always take it too far it's too much oh they and it goes straight there oh at least we can go to the movie theater it's like you know saying it's it's always goes straight there the french could drag us the nigerians can drag us but when the british start i get i'm like hold on especially not not y'all coming for us and y'all y'all right there with the colonization too so what are y'all saying literally i mean (laughs) honestly and i stand by it y'all eat maramite marmite by choice and now i haven't had marmite but i had vegemite because i was on a um on a flight um from australia to new zealand it was like a three-hour flight mm-hmm. and i heard vegemite was vegan mm-hmm. and so the flight attendant i was like hey girl i'm vegan what you got for me she's like oh i can make you look i could put some stuff together so she gave me some bread with some vegan butter and some vegemite i said here's my chance I, I, the girl said this slaps the girl when i tell you delaney <laughs> There is no words in the King's English to describe the taste of Vegemite. I can't tell you what it tastes. It's salty, but sour. <laughs> but it, I don't even know what to tell you. I don't. I don't know. And the girls, I watch the girls on on YouTube. I follow a lot of Australian and British YouTubers. I, I, I enjoy their content. And they are eating up butter and Vegemite butter on everything oh i love marmite i love vegemite i said y'all make it sound like i've seen i've seen vegemite i mean i've seen marmite whatever the one the british is butter and beans on bread y'all don't love yourselves (laughs) (laughs) and okay i've never had have you tried it no i've never had it i've never had it but i've seen in and i feel like i've never Mm -hmm. seen anyone who is not australian like it and you know what it reminds me of like when you finally clean out the bottom of your oven that's what it tastes like (laughs) (laughs) but salty like you know you know what it went uh not you as know, just saying every culture has their own food and you but gotta that, respect we will draw the line <laughs> we will draw and also because i forgot where i was and i tasted them beans i was somewhere and they had they had the the beans and their um they're vegan i guess so I tried the beans and I have nasty probably not because okay. not not because they're vegan but every time I know I've never had beans that are not cooked in meat so <laughs> okay my point I was like these are vegan oh period because my point of departure is some beans that have bacon all up in and I'm saying how y'all do this girl those are ketchup beans <laughs> Delaney they are living in oppression they talk about us <laughs> I don't care I don't care. I, mean, I know every culture, not them. <laughs> I would be. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if evolution is phasing out their taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be it, girl. So what you need I them don't... for? <laughs> they don't know nothing but pain and suffering. <laughs> <laughs> and if we have British listeners, I'm sorry, but y'all gotta let that bread. Oh, y'all put do. beans on little bread. Y'all put beans. I'll get behind like the whole like um because I've had a, a British breakfast a vegan version of course and it was great. What they do for the sausage? Cute. Did you get the blood sausage or they did or a, they did a vegan sausage. sausage? It wasn't like it wasn't like you know 
uh, but I feel like a standard British breakfast, like y'all would be blood sausage. Yeah, if you have a blood sausage with some beans and like some slices of tomato, I'm like, what are we doing? (laughs) 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 Oh, jeez. I mean, I'm and I mean, you could drag Americans too because y'all having that, we having Lucky Charms, so it's like we got to cookie crisps. (laughs) We got to cut freaking cookie crisps. (laughs) <laughs> my mama would never buy those she would never buy them i could never get her to buy them nah, my mom didn't buy but my grandma did sometimes she was like hey am i buying that i did get her to buy the reese's puffs though i didn't try reese's puffs until i was an adult they're so good they taste they just like so, they taste just which like. is so surprising i wasn't expecting that because they normally miss the mark yeah but yeah. I, I got her to buy that America one, just one so we have jolly rancher soda so <laughs> They're trying to kill us. Which I stand by. The green apple flavor. <laughs> <laughs> but I stand by it knowing how ridiculous it is. <laughs> they are literally trying to kill us here. They are trying to, and that's fine. But, girl, I can talk about that forever. I mean, I watched a, I watched a YouTube video on, you know, how everybody tries, their, the other person, everybody makes something and then you rate it out of 10. You've seen those. And I saw, mm-hmm. I, wa- but- I sat there for 15 minutes and watched them rate each other's beans on toast. And I was I, I the whole video I tried to wrap my mind around the fact that you do that. So anyway, I asked Delaney to do this, <laughs> but for classical music. So I'm gonna read this. It's hard to explain. I'm glad she understood it because when I was typing it to her, I've I seen was, it on know, Twitter. Was, that's what I also like. I was going in between this and two other intermissions and then i saw you tweet that and i'm like okay i'm gonna do that and i'll hold off on the other ones okay so i asked her to do this where you say you think blank is weird what the heck is blank okay that's the that's the structure of it and i also told her that you can swap out weird for any other word so the the uh example i gave her was you think rap isn't music what the heck is 433 okay which wait since you got three you got three besides that one yeah so should you start because i have two okay my first one is you think your exit for the sturdy have you heard of gorilla glue girl okay (laughs) (laughs) i only felt safe with that because i i saw that her hair was released you do not know about gorilla glue girl i've been calling her gorilla glue woman (laughs) <laughs> she's 40 that's nuts so there is this thing called got to be glue i got some i'm looking at it right now and what it is for really because i was like they didn't know what they made this for black people they didn't it's for like when if people who want to spike their hair and stuff like they it just holds it all day but the of course black women the world doesn't deserve us black women use it to put their wigs down because it won't go anywhere you put a little bit of got to be glue spray or the got to be glue glue blow dry till it gets tacky put your lace on top trim it boom your wig is secure all day work out in it whatever miss ma'am tessica forgot her last name i think it's brown Ran- that's oh. your cousin <laughs> hey cousin hey cuz um that's rude never mind okay anyway Tessica Brown ran out of Gorilla Glue. My bad. She ran out of Got to be glue. Got to be glue. She had to so be glued, used, apparently. 
and used Gorilla Glue to slick. And the ponytail was cute. It was mad cute, right? Mad cute. Because when I saw the TikTok, I saw it on TikTok first. Before it blew up, I saw it on TikTok. And I, she started the video. I didn't know where she was going with it. And I was like, oh, her, hair, her ponytail's cute. And she was like, I don't know who needs to hear this. I'm like, only you, you need to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> only you. She was like, but I, I used this uh, Gorilla Glue. I, I ran out of got to be glue. And I used Gorilla Glue. And slick my ponytail down, and um, my hair like my hair has been like this for a month. My mouth dropped <laughs> a month. I was just thinking about you know how much like new growth you have in like a week. Uh, I don't know. Okay. How much new growth you have? I mean, but this still get even like, okay. Think about a week after braids, it still it go, it go a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Her hair has been cemented to her head. And she watched it 15 times and it didn't move at all. And I learned today from Crystal that Gorilla Glue was activated by water. So that means every time she was washing it, it just kept like she she slipped out her hair with something that could hold the Hoover Dam. And that's why, and I was like, listen, because, you know, she went to the hospital and they were talking about all kinds of different chemicals and acetone or whatever, and the acetone was burning her, she was getting chemical, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So I was like, I feel bad that she's in pain, but I don't feel bad to let, like, I'm not like, there were some people who were like, they knew exactly what they were doing when they put the, the gorilla on the thing. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, it says on the front of the label, not the back of the label, on the front of the label, it says, Bonds everything from metal, wood, glass, <laughs> Katie, Katie, stone, stone. <laughs> and my girl slicked her stuff down. And there's another, there's another um one, Gorilla Snot, that's like an edge control, and it is, and it's a gel. It's called Gorilla Snot, which gross. But yeah, I could um, never buy. I heard it was bomb. I could never bring myself to buy it because I I couldn't get over the fact that it, and it's yellow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, my, I, had a, you do this? I had a base student named Corlissa. I talked about Corlissa before. <laughs> Corlissa was good, and that's the problem. That's the problem with Corlissa. She was coming in, hey, Miss Brown, with her bottle of Gorilla Snot <laughs> and her toothbrush to do her edges <laughs> before orchestra started. <laughs> I miss her. I, I wonder how. Her. I hope she's doing well. I hope she's done. She got to be a senior by now. God willing. And people are Man. like, oh, well, they knew what they were doing with this. I'm like, Gorilla Snot literally says it's for hair. It has a photo of the gorilla doing hair on the front. <laughs> <laughs> it says hair gel on the front. They're two clearly two different products. You are yeah. 40. And years also old, you would not find a gorilla glue by the gorilla snot. You have to go to where the hammers are to find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, girl. I'm glad and they got it out of her hair. I'm glad for her. And, and a lot of people, they was mad because she raised money. I'm not mad because she raised money. Like, some people think if you don't feel feel bad, it's because, oh, well, she raises money and we let white people uh, get money for all stupid reasons all the time. And that's true. I'm not mad she got the money. I'm happy she got the money because she was uninsured during the pandemic and, she, and it was going to take them 20 hours to get it out of her head. And it's very yeah. expensive to go to the hospital in this godforsaken country. So I'm happy that she raised the money and also so that she can buy wigs, she could buy things to get her hair. Because I, I don't know what the state of her hair is. But I feel like ain't no way it got out of there unscathed. So, I mean, it looked, it looked like, like from, 
and I mean the internet I, I, I love when black people bond together because we were all on the edge of our seats and we got updates every day for, real. for the past week about this this woman and her and her hair and it looked like you know how your hair looks did you get relaxed when you were younger no when it, her hair to me looked like like after you get a relaxer like after they after they relax your hair and then they wash it out mm. and it's just limp like that mm. okay. that's what it reminded me of but it also looked like her scalp gotta be oof how you even touch especially it? to have chemicals like that sitting on your head for that long oh god it's, bless been, it's been like i think it's been six weeks oh. i feel like i think out of the all t- all the time it's been six weeks Jeez. god bless it girl i wonder if her you know what i want i'm gonna say i'm gonna say um <laughs> i'm gonna stay uh caught up with her i commented on the video so i can get updates <laughs> like you know tiktok will keep you tiktok keeps you in the algorithm if you comment I think <laughs> I don't I don't understand TikTok, <laughs> but I think what I've what I've surmised is that if you comment on a video, it will keep you updated. What I'm trying to think. Wait, keep talking because I'm trying to keep talking. No, I'm just saying I, I just want to see like because I'm curious to see if her hair gonna grow after. Yeah, I'm surprised she was able to keep it. I'm surprised she had hair left. Yeah. Girl, you better get you some. Uh, girl, I don't even know. And I saw that it was too. Um, cemented on her scalp for her to even be able to shave it off like she couldn't she couldn't shave it off and the doctor who did it did it for free he was in there for four hours <laughs> i just had to verify something um because that just reminded me of i also wanted to add that there was talk about her suing gorilla glue <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and I was because like, it didn't explicitly on. say it didn't explicitly say hair and, but it says skin which you <laughs> I'm but so- apparently apparently the your scalp is not skin but i feel like that would not stand up in court also it's Gr- grow it says stone on it <laughs> <laughs> let's not do this are you kidding me and it said nah and it has several warnings on the thing don't put uh, mm. i'm sorry but anyway there was a tweet that said <laughs> that it was like she um like like them taking it to court because er- everybody thought that was pretty laughable um but it was like them taking it to court and they had a photo i don't know what the context was but it was judge mathis with, <laughs> with his gavel in his mouth like a crack pot. <laughs> oh my god i gotta see if i can find it if i remember to link it i will oh my gosh it was so funny uh uh-uh. Anyway, long way away from the intermission. <laughs> a long way. I mean, Gorilla Glue, when they released their statement, they were basically like, y'all be easy. Because, like, what are, <laughs> what are they going to say? I feel like yeah. I'm surprised. I mean, I guess release a statement. Now you're going to, I've been seeing, now you're going to go to the freaking store and the Gorilla Glue locked up. Right. Um. Okay, so mine... Uh, my first one is y'all think WAP is nasty? What the heck is a spit rag? What's a spit rag? The thing that you slide yeah. down into the thing. That and when they or I was gonna say what the heck is condensation? Y'all not gonna fool me. That's spit. y'all know a spit. <laughs> and y'all go to you go to the freaking back of the brass section and it's puddles. And they just put it on the floor. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all gonna put a little napkin? You could you could. That's what the spit rag is. But I'm like y'all just what y'all do just and then you just put it in the bag. But why come they can't put something down on the ground before they empty it? We gotta, we gotta get a system for that. 
Y'all gotta get a system for that. Why are y'all okay with just spitting on the ground? Because I feel like they haven't evolved much as a sack, but they like, oh, it's condensation. It's condensation and what else? Spit. You got COVID on the floor. Gross. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. You really sure do got a stick of, um, y'all do that every day too. And I stick. bet you, this is your reminder. Wash, go in your case right now and wash it. <laughs> That gives me anxiety because y'all put y'all. How you do they clean the mouthpiece too every day? Uh, probably. I don't know what they be doing. Probably. Who? Y'all, y'all be easy with that. I don't know. I can't think about that too much. Gross. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do because I used to wipe my little flute joint. The little. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. I'm thinking more like of the ba- the brass players that just empty it it just be and then when you catch it at the wrong time like you turn around and they're doing it and it's like just spilling out okay what's yours what's your next one <laughs> girl when i used to play uh whatever brass instrument i could finally get a sound out of like, it must have been french horn i think that's when it, i finally started to turn the corner the spit you could hear it in the keys that whole situation <laughs> it's nasty okay um mm-mm. You think rocket science is hard? What the heck is a trimodular block? Okay. Now, I went to Eastman. The people that love to claim that they they, they the, the the kings and queens of music theory, right? We got to the end of the semester and one day they said this is a trimodular block. It go like this, this, and that. Don't worry, you ain't got to know for the test. Then why would you tell and, me? And then I was like, okay, so but can you explain it? I'm everybody confused they, don't nobody even know what the trimodular block is in the whole room i want to know not enough to look it up no, but i'm just curious <laughs> girl because girl i hate it when the teacher be like well this is gonna be on the test why are you putting it in my brain then <laughs> i can barely remember the stuff i gotta know and here you go with your little theory side note this is for the theory majors the little oh this is fun in theory like i get that for the people who like theory and, and wants to know more about it but i'm like barely hanging i was barely hanging on with what i needed to know any extra information was just gonna push whatever i needed to know out of my brain music th- i'm gonna tell you i'm never taking let me like knock on some wood too i'm never taking another music theory class ever in my life loving that for you um okay so my next one oh my last one <laughs> y'all think african-american vernacular english is hard to understand what the heck is do re mi fa so la si do I hate when they say C though. Why? Cause I feel like T though. That's what I learned the first time. That's what I learned the first time too. But I use fixed though now. So oh, I forgot you was scholar. No, I literally had to when I went to Eastman. I had to learn fixed though. They don't do that anymore. You can like choose, but when my freshman year, you had to. Everyone had to learn fixed though, regardless of what you knew before. So they tried. They tried to. We did like a. When I took advanced sight singing, we did like a a little bit. There was like a little unit on fixed though, and it was so hard for me because, the um I rely so much on where the note on the characteristics of each thing that when T ain't ten, you know what I'm saying and five not fine. It's hard for me. It's just and it's just words. It's that makes fixed though. Like. Fa always goes to me. T always goes to do. I'm used to hearing like that. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, so when it doesn't do that, 
and we read and we see it and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Wait, so what you say? No. That's that's movable. Cause I was about to say what I really need. What I really got a problem with because I actually I kept soulfish. My teacher used soulfish, um, and like I understand it or whatever. But the chromatic scale or movable though. Okay, never mind. I remember it's lit though. Do di re re mi fa fi so si la li si do ti do do ti te la le so se fa mi me re ra do. Are you kidding? That's too much. It's lit. There's a melody that we had to learn for advanced science and I still remember to this day because it introduced like Tay and ridiculous. It's lit. When it doesn't do that and we just, it's just like vibes starting on dough. We just starting, we just, I don't know, man. I can't, it's hard for me to do that. I mean, I'm not going to understand the pictures regardless. So maybe that's why I don't care. But I can't. They, I don't know. Like, I, I'm bad at all that. I'm bad at oral skills, so. Yeah, it makes, when when the notes go somewhere, like, when T always goes to Do or Tay always goes to La or whatever, like, I can hear that. And it makes, it makes more sense. That, so that fixed though unit ain't go so well, but. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. All right, my last one is, you think, you think black people are vocalists? Have you heard of black violists? Black people are gonna play bassoon. They're gonna play viola. Mm-hmm. Maybe they play a little trumpet, but they're gonna play viola. <laughs> All right, moving on. So, as you heard last week or two weeks ago we did a live show at sphinx and they asked us questions the people who watched asked us questions and we didn't get to all of them so we thought it'd be a little cute or whatever to um answer some of them on here and these are questions that we got in in the chat like we asked the um the conference liaisons to send us the chat questions so we're gonna do that and we'll keep going until we get tired because there's a lot here yeah but we've answered a couple of these Uh-oh. and i feel like you know we they're gonna go as long as we yeah because if i tap out um yeah you want to start yeah you said the first four we did yeah we did the first four. Oh, okay um sorry this is like it's all single space one two three four did we do the fourth one I see. It says some days I find myself regretting getting conservatory oh, training. No. Do y'all ever have regrets about getting classical training? What keeps you going? Woo! <laughs> 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 what a doozy to start with. Oh, Chile. Ever regret anything? It depends on. It depends on when you ask me. I will say. Um, right now i don't know but um i think i talked a lot about like how i leaned into doing other things i'm not gonna get all i'm not gonna go into all of my business but um <laughs> but i talk about my desire to do other things because like i've been i feel like a lot of people can relate to this but like i really struggle as a violist because i always feel like i'm behind or i always feel like I, I'm struggling way too much like I should be learning faster I should be doing this faster so when I 
when I have too much of those days, especially like before I got the Memphis Fellowship, I really, I was really in a, not in a great place with the instrument. I was like, I made a mistake. Like I should have, I should have become a dentist or I should have just stayed in public school or I should have, and I think those thoughts are normal. I just think if you don't dwell on them and, and, and keep going, I also have like a, I have a really stubborn nature. So I'll be like, man, bump this. I'll be like, all right, how are we going to make this work? <laughs> like every, every time I, it's really actually, it can be annoying sometimes because I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to make this shake. Like I'm, I'm going to make it work. Um, so that's how I keep going. And also I think right now I'm in a place where I talked about this on at Sphinx that I'm in a place where I really want to work for myself, but I feel like black people need to be in classical music spaces and I'm not the only one who thinks that and yeah that's what kind of keeps me going I feel like I feel like people black people need to to be in these spaces and I want to be one of those people so we gonna see because you know some of them shifts just be woo Chile so (laughs) we'll see I feel like I read the question kind of fast. I'm going to say it again. Some days I find myself regretting getting conservatory training. Do y'all ever have regrets about getting classical training? What keeps you going? So, dang. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I have regrets about having classical training. I've considered like, is this sustainable? for me like this field of work sustainable because y'all stress me out deeply mm-hmm. so um but I always I find it very hard to regret something that I, I find it very hard no matter how bad and obviously that's uh you know within the scope of my life you know um as as bad as things have gotten for me um I always find it hard to regret something that anything good has come from yeah so because to be honest like my entire life I I have no idea what it would look like if I didn't have classical training like if I never went to Eastman if I never went to and I was gonna say like since we didn't meet at Eastman but still we would have approached each other in the airport had we not both gone to Eastman you know so Mm -hmm. like it's, it's just really hard to say because um even though I had a lot of, you know, I still maintain Eastman was my dream school at the time. I still think of all the schools that I applied to was the best choice for me. Um, I had a lot of miserable times there, though. Um, but that I, I don't, I personally don't see that as defining my entire, like, experience or attitude towards the school. Mm-hmm. Um, but despite all those very, very miserable times, like I said, like, I met Katie. I started the BSU. I just, I met Armin. Like, I met Richard. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I find it hard to regret things that like literally my life would be so so different had I not gone on this trajectory and you could say that for literally any trajectory anything yeah yeah but I'm just hard it's just hard for me to imagine my life going the way that it in like a different way mm-hmm. so because it seems like because everything leads to another so it's just right. like it, it's just very hard to take that out of out of the equation yeah is that, do I regret anything in life anything i feel like if i had to regret something it would have to be something smaller yeah like something that because i like did i regret like i was just thinking of the the trouble i had in school and it's like do i would i feel like in some cases i feel like i did my best 
and I'm thinking like maybe if I had pushed a little bit harder but it's like if I had a kid rock bottom and had to take a semester off of school I never would have started I was working at the LA field and then I went to Mexico like and I you know mm-hmm. like there's just things so it's like all of that shit had to happen to me before I took the semester off of school and it was terrible and my mom well whatever but you know what I mean like a, mm-hmm. a lot of bad things happen but then there's also like that also shifted the trajectory of my career so it's, it's very hard to say yeah um my pastor just finished a series I know everybody don't believe in God so I'm gonna keep it cute but um my pastor just finished a series called like God is always good and I think it was called something like that I don't want to miss, miss his words but he was saying that he was he wrapped it up with Job which <laughs> I just want to let I let God know every day I don't got that kind of strength I don't care what you think I got jo- Job his own wife said curse God and die she was like listen you must have did something let it go he Job was down bad um and everything always becomes so clear in retrospect so I mean I hate that though I kind of want to know like right now like what, what's all this going on yeah but uh yeah okay um okay there's obviously a problem with orchestras slash institutions hiding behind their teachers and performers respecting their legacy when can we get to a place where we can call out these organizations and not fear retribution Mm. oh that's why i recognize this question we didn't answer this one but this person actually dm'd us after the show um and i didn't want to be like well we're gonna answer them later so i gave them a, a quick answer via dm mm-hmm. that's why because I, re- I was like did we answer this one but this is where i know this this question from um okay they're hiding behind their teachers and performers respecting their legacy well y'all legacy is racism so it doesn't really deserve respect but um one thing that i said about the last question i mean the the question part of it was which is uh when can we get to a place where we can call out these organizations and not fear retribution is that i feel like there needs to be a support system and a very clear one um Mm -hmm. i think that ties into isbm because like for example like you know I mean, it's, it's, it's public knowledge at this point, and it was very widespread news at the time. But, you know, when the whole thing happened with Garrett, there was so much outpouring support. And some of it was just in comments and likes and things. But there were a lot of people that were like, you know, let's see what we can do. And like, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, I kicked over, you know, a little donation over to Triloquy. And I went to, oh, I know so-and-so. I knew Eastman is always looking for a speaker. So I emailed the thing. I said, hey, this is Garrett. This is everything that he does. Here's his website. Y'all need to hire him for this. And they were like, mm-hmm. we we love to see it. They said, well, okay, we're going to contact him for the next thing. Like, I was just, you, you need to, I feel like, I mean, for, for us as individuals to take action in, in situations like that. Mm-hmm. But also, if there was some sort of, um, I guess, wide widely known entity Mm. you know ideally isbm that people know like if you are in a position where you face a retribution um you know for calling out your the organization you work at or with that you know people got you because losing your job is a real is a is a fear that a lot of people have and a lot of people that you know the stakes are the stakes vary some people are like and bump this job and some people are like i got four kids (laughs) you know yeah so um 
and and I feel like if you have that support system, then no matter where you are, where you're at on that spectrum of bump this job or I have four kids, you can it, it can send a message that y'all can't bully me into silence because yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead and fire me if you want to. I SBM to lawyers will be in contact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Period. I also think there's work to do on the front end, but that's up to the institution because y'all have you have um you have racist policies, you have racist faculty members, and you you hide behind that in the gar in the garb of tradition and and who that teacher is or who that person is or how long that person has been there. So I think it's work on both sides. It's like the community catches the person and something goes wrong, but also um a lot of these institutions have work to do that they don't want to do. So um there's that. Um Dang, that was something else I was gonna say about that, but but yeah. Next one. Dang. Now I feel bad because I can't because I can't remember it, but um Yeah. Like you said, oh, oh yeah. I think a question came up when we were when we that we actually answered, it and I said something like, "Oh, you're talking to two people who are not afraid of confrontation." Mm-hmm. I think we need to revisit that in this case also because I said like, "Yeah, we as individuals need to rally behind these people," but also I don't work at, um, you know, the same places that so and so works or or whoever works. Um, so the people that do work there, and we're talking to people who, especially people who are not black as well to not just let your your black coworkers be the mouthpiece for this sort of thing mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people who will sit there in that meeting and not say anything and then afterwards oh my gosh you're so brave thank you so much for saying that and it's like i try to be i try to toe the line because i understand that confrontation is a real fear of some people some people are really like they just it gives them anxiety like there are there are actual reasons why people don't like it but but mm-hmm. those of you who can move you know and you just Oh, I don't know. Like you just being timid about it. There's strength in numbers, and y'all need to mm-hmm. grow up. Frankly, <laughs> you know. Um. So that's what what I have to say about that. If you, I mean, if if you are in an organization, um, and you have support from other people that work there, like I feel like it's um, it's better to to. Uh, to rally behind people who are actually doing the work within that than just let your organization fire them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so given the realities that it should have happened earlier and that it needs to be accompanied with action, what could have improved the actual statements that organizations made following George Floyd's murder? That sounds like a question for y'all PR team, if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... When the or- these organizations start hiring the right people, they'll have better statements. Y'all have white people doing black people work. Y'all have unqualified white people doing qualified black people work. It won't. Like I don't know what to tell y'all. I don't. Y'all want y'all want to maintain and change at the same time. How? Also, I feel like why why take away. I feel like this question takes away important aspects of the of the question and important reasons. You're saying you're giving the fact that um, the reality should have been that it happened earlier and that it needs to be accompanied with action. It's like those are two very valid things. So, like, why take those away from the answer? 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what y'all could have said. Honestly, I don't know what y'all could have said that made me believe you because it's not accompanied by action. That's and it true. didn't happen. <laughs> like, it's true. Like, and, and that's the same thing when it comes to like, when it comes to like police they're like well how can we how can we repair this relationship there's no preparing the relationship yeah for, for me for me personally th- there's nothing you can say to me i don't care mm-hmm. <laughs> goodbye yeah and i mean like i feel like a good i'm not gonna cape for the white institution but i feel like a good example of of advocacy for change was not advocacy for change a good example of like trying to change rather was msm and not because like whatever but because like they were like all right let's let's for real do something about this you know and and following through following and following through on it i mean and this there's definitely like things we could say about like why why you waited until this time to do it whatever if you want to say given that this should have happened earlier you want to give that because it's in the past and you can't change it that's what you that's Mm -hmm. what you want to give but the second one and I'm glad you brought MSM up because that's a prime example. The second one is not in the past and it's something that you can change to say, oh, given that it should be accompanied with action, this is, you know, whatever, because y'all say that because y'all have the idea that action is always in the future. You can say, oh, well, we're doing it. We're working on it. We're learning X, Y, Z. MSM came out with these things. They were, they statement action, same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the thing. And that and it just goes to show. And they, and, and they shown, uh, they they really showed everyone else's true colors because they showed that it can be done. You can mm-hmm. push these things forward to happen in a you know at the drop of a hat if you want to, and y'all just didn't. So don't try to give that. Anyway, um, yeah, did I read that one? Okay, this one's similar to the one before to me, but I read okay. It's hard for me to accept these institution statements and bare minimum efforts in response to 2020 when they've been knowing representation was important. They put my face, a black violinist, on all posters and the website. Do you feel similarly? I would have, I would have had to tell them to take my face off of that. Like I would have felt, I would have felt comfortable telling them to take my face off of that. Yeah, I know a lot of people who, who, who wouldn't. They would just feel you know and 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 it's like yeah that's that's deception and y'all know it and i feel like and i've been in a room before once before that kind of was just like that's how a lot of that's how some of these people actually think and it's surprising to hear it like it wasn't them saying it was them saying it hypothetically like they were putting together a brochure and they were like okay so if you have any notes this is where you tell me your notes like put more black people in or like put or change this or like whatever <laughs> i was just like y'all do that <laughs> and and what was but you know what was weird about that it, it wasn't a it wasn't a situation where black people were scarce so it was just kind of like mm-hmm. okay <laughs> but yikes anyway um yes we feel similarly <laughs> um okay so do you have any suggestions for getting audiences who you audiences used to classical music to acknowledge that as much as we love it classical music is just one genre um and one lens through which we can think of music Mm -hmm. i don't even think classical music is one lens through which we can think of music 
I think the one of the problems is a lot of people don't acknowledge that class underneath classical music there are multiple lenses. Mm-hmm. You know, like because there's classical music that, and it's crazy because a lot of the like contemporary like white composers are they able to do stuff like like four thirty three for example? Mm-hmm. That's not through the lens of what Beethoven was doing. You know, or like through the lens of the counterpoint or whatever the heck, or figured bass, or like all the stuff that you want to learn in music theory. Like, you have people doing all these quirky things, but um, we only learn about some of them. Yeah, I feel like it's a balance of because I don't know. I feel like it's a balance of like knowing you ha- you know what your audience likes, but you also have to you also have to accept that you don't know your audience doesn't know what the, your audience does not know what they don't yet like as well. So I think if you figure out, I mean, I'm not in programming, so I feel like I'm not equipped to answer this question. However, like I feel like that's something to that that's an idea to play around with and like how you can. And also towing the line between like when your when your audience comes to see um a classical music concert, like they're not expecting they're not expecting Moneybag Yo to be there. But how could you how could you make that make sense? You know, in that in a way that they still feel like they're at a quote unquote classical music concert and not down at the Rose Bowl. You know, I feel like there's a way to to toe that line because I mean, you really could um put says something to not says something me versus me which is a song by young Moneybag Yo that has a complete like has a completely classical whatever sound tra- uh, track underneath it. Um and that that would make sense and not have like a mosh pit at Lincoln Center. So I feel like towing that line, but also I'm not a programmer, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you have um, more, I guess, representation of the different lenses that have come from classical music, like the people who have gone into classical music and made changes and made, Mm -hmm. um, you know, their own different, like their their own impact, um, I think that is a way you know in which to do that because you know these people who are quote-unquote used to listening to classical music they're used to listening to a certain type of classical music and and frankly Mm -hmm. there's just so much more so just I guess saying like it, it could be that you you play this music and kind of in in some way shape or form show them how it got there you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of the the music that we're talking about that's coming from black composers and musicians, um, these are people who have gone through what are classical music proper, you know, too. But they just have mm-hmm. decided well, I'm going to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe showing the the connection or not even the connection, but the trajectory, like how you got from this to that could help mm-hmm. them be like oh this isn't just something totally unrelated um and even if it was it doesn't matter but um i, I do like i understand you know we're not going to send to a if people have an idea of what classical music is and at a certain you know if they buy a ticket to a classical music concert they know what they're expecting and i think there's a way to like you said it's classical music and um 
and still like honor honor that and i don't mean honor tradition but i just mean honor the fact that if i buy a ticket to see the los angeles philharmonic um and they have one player from the los angeles philharmonic and the rest is i don't even know yeah but i know you say like you're not expecting to go to a rock concert when you go to la phil right but at the but i also feel like people treat these things first of all i feel like i think we i, I don't want to speak for you but i think we can both say that when we when we talk about like broader like expanding the repertoire i'm not talking about adolphus hale stork and Florence price because they are in the repertoire already that's that's not what i'm talking about i just want to make that incredibly clear like i'm not saying like we're gonna broaden the repertoire and now we're gonna play Florence price three that's already there but what i am saying is that this is orchestras sound like act like these are such huge like how we finna y'all be y'all be playing harry potter like it's bread and butter like that is very confusing to me. The same the same one of y'all that will have a movie night and have these orchestral musicians who had to play freaking uh had to play freaking uh on Hyden Laban or whatever the heck to get in and they playing half notes underneath underneath the screen. Y'all having like that doesn't make sense. So there is room there. Y'all came up, y'all one person did a movie night and then the rest of y'all. I feel like every every other week I walk walk through Eastman Theater, I saw the screen up for the movie. So it's like these are not far fetched ideas. Y'all just don't want to do it. Also, y'all would not be worried about this. Is not classical music if they was playing the Beatles. It would or not Pink Floyd. One or I can't even think of nobody. Green I can't Day. Even think about them. <laughs> <laughs> Green Day. <laughs> What's the other one? Nirvana. 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 <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of, of what what they. <laughs> because you know, y'all be quick to say they playing the baby. Y'all, that's not classical music, and now they playing. Because Garrett was just talking about they was playing. What was it Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen? Um, at a concert that he went to this a long time ago. He he talked about it on Triloquy. It's like y'all arranged that for orchestra. Y'all did an orchestral version of it. If you want to get some white people to band together, I know I don't have to see Bohemian Rhapsody do too long. <laughs> My friend Eileen, shout out to Eileen, man, Eileen, <laughs> Eileen. No Bohemian Rhapsody backwards and forth. Yeah. I be like, do your thing, girl. I just be watching her. I'm like, do your thing, mama. <laughs> like, know that white people will band together with some Bohemian Rhapsody. That, there's another one. Oh, the YMCA and song. The YMCA and the Insurrection. <laughs> Okay, moving on. <laughs> that part. Oh, this one is a doozy. How long are we doing this? Um, Bro, let's do like two more. Because <laughs> this one, it's like I would do more. And I was thinking, yeah, we can finish it. There's so many. Girl, more. I'm telling you, it's long. <laughs> um, especially because this next one is like it's a very open-ended question. Um, it says, "I heard you touch on the discrepancy of what constitutes quality. Could you further explore the impact of this?" Katie. Uh-uh, you're not right. <laughs> First of all, it's too late for these words now. This? Girl, shut up. <laughs> no, we cannot. Next question. <laughs> Next? No, <I'm> just <laughs> it's late. Girl, hold on, let me read this again. <laughs> 
I heard you touch on the discrepancy. Of, this is exactly what this person went in. Well, this is exactly how they talk too. Because for whatever reason, this question has their name by it. Oh, you know them? You know them too. I think I know. I think I'm picturing who they are. Yeah. You but know I don't exactly think I've never they... met them. Never? Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess not. Because I like, know who they are. When they started at that place, right? I yeah. feel like, yeah. I heard you touch on the discrepancy of what constitutes quality. Could you further explore the impact of this? People at home like, girl, it means. <laughs> now I've been reading this with my finger. Well, I feel like as classical positions, like, As classical musicians, like we we have an idea of what said quality is. We see it like in our studio classes. We see it in our teachers and how they put some. Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm gonna go back because I was gonna say some of our teachers, and that's rude. I don't need people reading between the lines. I feel like we've we see it in in our colleagues and our teachers and whatever. So for whatever reason when and also I don't even think to be honest I don't even this is not even like a classical music problem I mean I feel like it is present in classical music but I feel like when people think black people they think low lower quality across the board unless they dribbling a ball or whatever and it's like and then they use that as an they use that as, a, as an insult I mean somebody yeah. brought up a Michelle Obama speech I was like yeah she was on the wrong side of that one when she was talking about education and and, and students and how they want to be either rapping rapping or rapper or a baller and I'm like I feel like they I feel like the blame in that situation is placed in the wrong place but whatever yeah no I do I do agree with that I feel like that's the only that I feel like that's the only time where people see we, black people able to do like if as long as they sing or or what play sports but i feel like you i feel like society thinks that that's what black people are good for and that's what's cultivated mm-hmm. and Shut up from every dribble. yeah and everything else is ignored but like so i feel like when we get to classical music it's like you don't even be hearing people play and it's like oh but what about the quality i feel like it automatically i feel like it's just like a it's a societal issue that is reflected in classical music not a classical music issue like black people are damned if they do damned if they don't literally like across the board like you can if you even like take your classical music lens off like i think about group projects where like you would say something and all of a sudden people got to go check the notes to make sure that it that's what it lined up with or like oh are you sure that's what it meant if someone said something in the group chat and you answer it's like oh i don't know and then also so it's just like literally at every point in our lives it's like our our aptitude or our um or our ability to do anything is questioned with quality to to do anything unless it comes to things that unless it comes to things that black people i guess are are known for like doing hair no one's gonna question me if i if i can braid your hair but it's like if any anything else that requires like a learned a learned uh like like in a a profession like music or 
a doctor or a lawyer it's like oh well i don't i don't know like what about what about the quality so we see it reflected in classical music i think i think that's that's the issue yeah i think so too um and i think as far as like what is the what is the impact of it i feel like it impacts the way that um I mean, like you said it impacts people outside of classical music um and then i guess for classical musicians specifically it just impacts the way that they inter interact with other musicians whether that be professional or um or like just recreational and also other genres of music a big example of this i feel like um is one obviously the the whole rap situation um like i said i think we've mentioned that two set violin video where they literally it was like classical versus rap and they would play one like a classical piece and they would play a rap song but they were even altering the way that they played the rap song like they were playing mm-hmm. it like and mimicking like how a student violinist might sound <laughs> they're so problematic i can't believe y'all gave them millions of whatever um that and then also literally that's what classical music is exactly i'm like this this is popular they are literally (laughs) like they embody there is nothing set there is nothing that two set violin does that is that is contrary to classical music everything and i think that's why we have such a problem with them and that's why everyone else like loves them because it's like i find classical musicians to be so dense and like they 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 embody that i cannot tell you how tight people's the back of people's necks get when i say like you know like viola's not the center of my universe and we're like so 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 oh so so the bow (laughs) (laughs) and i have a professor right now and i just love her so much when i was texting about this morning i love her so much because she (laughs) she straight up said yeah i don't it's hard for me to get through this pandemic because i don't have no performances coming up so i got nothing to practice for so i i started doing 100 days of practice to keep moving i said ma'am let's get coffee let's talk about about it huh no we weren't talking we weren't talking about that but when i asked you that question i see it was about her i see um yeah and then also just the way i mean you're thinking about i think the quality in classical musicians when it comes to black people or even when it doesn't like that just um there's a problematic relationship there because especially as professional musicians like people feel you know there's a certain amount of perfection that needs to be attained and that's true if you're getting a job or whatever but I think um it negatively affects people because they feel like they can just they feel like they're open to criticism all the time and they feel Mm -hmm. like everyone around them is open to criticism all the time that's something we've been very vocal about I don't take I don't take advice from everybody some of y'all I don't care about your opinion it's 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 the, you know it's the truth like i don't need nobody walking down the, the hallway knocking on my practice room door um you really might could you know that's why i have a really i really have a problem i know I there's no way for me to complain about this without sounding like ridiculous but i really hate like the whole open comment thing in a studio <laughs> class especially like these days I, I would be upfront. I would t- I told my teacher, I'm like, I don't get useful comments. <laughs> like, don't tell me like, oh, I noticed your third finger gets tight when you shift. Although Girl, that, that does not happen. <laughs> like, that's not helpful to me. Although that could be, it's also helpful to them to learn like. That's what he said. That's what my teacher said. And I was like. Not everybody got, a, do- a, got a master's degree in music education, Katie. Okay. I need to fix my <laughs> attitude on that. Because I told him, I was like, I'm not getting useful comments. And he's like okay but that's also for them and i'm like 
but I want to be better too. And I'm not saying like, I never get any, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but also uh, he making me play every week. And that also irritates me. Cause it's like, I don't like playing things that aren't polished. Mm. So it's like, you're telling me, Oh, well the F is flat. And I'm like, yes, girl. Yes. While I was practicing it's, it. That's like, <laughs> I know it's flat. I know the double steps out of tune because it's been two weeks. And here I am up here with this two week old baby Sonata. <laughs> just up here farting around the fingerboard because i gotta play every week yes it's out of tune yes it's tempo yes tempe or whatever the heck aren't the same yes i started in f and went to f sharp yes girl because i don't want to play because it's not ready god okay (laughs) had to say it i had to say it and my teacher be like all right, so what you playing? <laughs> he just keeps it moving. He's like, "Get a play this week. Just play a measure." And I'm like, "Not a measure." Okay, <laughs> I hate that so much. I hate going up there, and I guess, and I guess I also feed into that perfection thing. Do you think at Eastman I was gonna get up with a, with a two week old yeah, Sonata? The way Girl. I, the way I absolutely <laughs> avoided playing the studio. I loved it too, because if you really just mind, if you just really stay quiet and you move, if you, you ain't move too much, Miss mm-hmm. Taylor might forget. Listen, he might unless he had a vendetta against. <laughs> unless he had a vendetta against you, like he was like, he was like you. I remember that lesson. You are going to play today. I remember. I think it was the last semester I was there when he whipped out that notebook in my lesson. I was like, oh my God, he writing things down now. <laughs> Listen. It's over for me. I used to count on Mr. Taylor. Sometimes I wouldn't even bring my viola. I'm like, you know what? I might even go have it in the building. We're not playing. <laughs> oh, I thought you, I thought you, at first I thought you meant your lesson. <laughs> oh no. He'll be like, oh yeah, you're going to play a studio? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And he'd be like, Katie, I'm like, oh, you, well, like, well, you live just right up the street. You could. I'm like, but you know, it's, it's night. It's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, Katie, you playing? Mm-hmm. That wasn't me. Right. You said Sadie. You remember oh, that, Sadie? I was about to say, that was Baby Crown. <laughs> you, you don't remember her? Oh, you don't remember her. Remember? She, yeah, that wasn't me, man. That wasn't me. <laughs> That would be me, man. Man, I miss them days. I, you could, I would, 15 weeks in the semester, I'll play one. Listen. Oh, why the days? <laughs> the days. And it was right during, right before jury week. When everybody was playing. It was like a marathon in there. Right. You, and But then you, you have to be careful with that. You got to beg to play because your pianist be there. You, I literally have to be one time. I'm like, Mr. Tim, my pianist is literally outside. I, please, I beg. Can I play? <laughs> I paid her to be here. I had a faculty pianist, so it was very much like she got to go first. <laughs> oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the last thing I want to say about the quality thing because I think it it affects people too. Like, and that's why I brought up like people who play music for recreation because sometimes professional musicians forget that some people will just play music for fun. <laughs> like, what a dream. Um, but my mom is an adult uh flute player, and she was saying how well she was saying how she can call herself a musician. Yet I'm like. You read the notes, you play it on the flute, you play songs. Like, you <laughs> you, you play a musical instrument. You're a musician. She was that. like, but she was like, how? Like, she, I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I, I can see it, but it's no, problematic. No, I can see, let me be clear. I could see why she thinks that because I used to, I, I recently started calling myself a violist. But I don't agree with her. Recently? I don't agree with her. How recently? Girl, yeah. Um... 2017 maybe like a violist as in like 
I am a like I'm a violist instead of I'm I play the viola. Oh, I feel like those so two I, are kind of interchangeable. And and when you're, <laughs> I feel like those as a professional or like not a professional, but someone who is a musician as a primary thing, I feel like they're interchangeable. But and also like even call myself a musician, a musician too. I would say like, oh, I'm a music educator. That was a, a that was a great sense of insecurity for me because I'm like I feel like I'm not good enough to be to call myself a violist. I wouldn't even have picked up on that because I feel like as someone who who has studied music and like that's a primary part of your career, I feel like those are are interchangeable. And also the music edu- educator one, I wouldn't have thought anything of it because you are. So like. Yeah, I mean like I that I have that's why I say I can see where she's coming from but I don't agree with it because it's it's toxic because yeah, cause she said she, it's because she doesn't sound good I said you don't have to, I was like, and also I heard the notes I was like I heard the notes I was like sound good to me? I'm like the literal definition of a music like I'm not saying you know you it's not like you went to someone and they asked what do you do oh I'm a musician that's not the same thing but it's like I get like and I understand where that comes from I think it's, it comes from a, a, a toxic place but I'm just like yeah, why absolutely I had to say that because I was just like, nah, you are a musician whose stuff don't sound the way you want to sound yet. They're musicians. Like, I'm like, I feel that way. I don't think I sound good. Yeah. I could I could probably one time in my entire time of playing the bass, can I say, I, that sounded good. <laughs> okay. No, seriously. No, but I mean, like, yeah, that, I'm, I, she, she is a musician because, yeah. but I feel like I definitely understand where she gets where she thinks that because it's like yeah it's it's been a long journey so i i used to be like girl i I play i i teach music but um and not to say like my ideas have changed over that i feel like that my i want to be clear that too many i feel like the most important musicians are music educators because if you're not a good musician you do not teach well and kids deserve to have good teachers and my ideas have changed over that I think after going to Eastman and seeing how they treat music educators or at least in my studio it's Taylor and care what you were majoring in and the way that music educators are treated at my undergrad it's like the the glamour is given to the performance majors and music educators should focus on teaching so I feel like that's also a toxic way to that also framed how I looked at myself because I was like I don't play good enough to be called to call myself a violist I'm like yeah girl I just kind of you know whatever but I teach that's kind of like what where I got that from but then it's like I feel like I wonder what other like what other um music educators or what call themselves because I feel like if you teach music then you're you being a musician is implied because I think that, like, the reason why I'm thinking about it that way is because I feel like for performers, they think just because I can play, I can teach, and that's not true. Oh, they love to think that. So it's like, I feel like the distinction of saying I am a music educator is important because, one, you you being able to play is something that people should expect of you, you know, because you're teaching how to play. And two, um being able to teach is a uh, it's a totally different muscle i feel like than just being able to play because people who can mm-hmm. play down but cannot teach and i think you have a really like good approach to it but i feel like a lot of people i mean we can see maybe people comment on this episode no i, I feel I, like a lot of people 
might agree with me. There was a line in Soul. You watch? You watching that? No, I never watched it. There was a line in Soul where the lady was like, um, that the band that he wanted to play in, he was gonna sub in or whatever. The lady was like the dude was like oh here's my teacher mr so-and-so like he can sub for tonight and she looked at him and was like so we down to middle school band teachers like there's an implication there no i know that there uh, is i'm yeah. just saying that this is i'm saying when you think about it critically i feel like that's the conclusion that i come to i understand yeah. that there's a stigma against teaching and people mm-hmm. feel like oh you couldn't make it so you became a teacher literally etc yeah. etc but it's just like some of y'all just be y'all y'all see it as something that you could fall back in and then are bad at it literally (laughs) i have a um a distinct memory of um i used to be in in my conductor teacher's um what's called this back when i thought i was gonna be a conductor which i feel like there's i could not imagine that conducting is hard conducting is hard and unfun um but i when i was really into it back then like he would like we would the there would be a, he would get a guest conductor to come and do master classes there would be master class in the morning and then we would observe orchestra like we wouldn't have to play and we could like sit in the back of the orchestra and observe and then we go to dinner after so we were going out to dinner and i was in a staircase with like the guest conductor and my conductor teacher and we were walking downstairs and he was like oh this is katie brown like she's a fabulous violist i'm a junior at isu i was like i don't even know what he's saying and he was like oh really and i was like I didn't even answer. I was like, I don't know where yeah, you got it from. I hate when people do that. <laughs> Fabulous feel, especially back then. What was I, my junior year at, at ISU? I was like, I think I was still like, I think I was still playing out of Suzuki books. It's been a journey. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, I was like in Suzuki book seven, junior at, at ISU. So I was like, I don't know where you got that from. At that, <laughs> I don't at know that where you is, got that from. That do sound fancy. That is. You said what? Cause I say I'm a bass player. I feel like the only only place that I'm described as a bassist is in my bio. And I'm a and I'm really a bass holder. If we really if we keep we keeping it right, a buck. We'll do one more. We're keeping this it is a, getting long. If we're keeping it, a you're buck. not keeping it anything. So we want to do one more. Oh girl, I do not. This next question is a doozy. Unless <laughs> you want to do it. It says, thank you for all this, Delaney and Katie. You are both so inspiring. Oh, Sorry. Katie is so expi- so inspiring. Can you share? Not Madam Kino. Can do you we want to do this? Do we want to do this? Can you share? Do we where- want to do this? Obviously not because I kept read- reading. Okay, so go back and read it the, the proper way or I can I read it. I read it. Thank you no. for all of this and Katie. You are both so inspiring. Can you share? Delaney. <laughs> Thank you for all of this, Delaney and Katie. You are both so inspiring. Uh, can you share what your ideal music education or music institutional environment looks like in your vision? What is the huh? What is you don't want me to answer? What is the dream that we are striving for? Paint a picture for us. Not to paint a picture for us with a period. I don't know. Maybe stuff stuff in text be looking to. Not a not a command. Okay, <laughs> okay, but it do look like that little See? <laughs> like you could have put a you could put a little can. Can you? Right. Soften the blow a little bit, ma'am. <laughs> also because it's like the reason why we were a little like I understand people may have had follow up questions, but the thing was we were not trying to give out free game. We were not be, we were not paid to yeah. be there. 
So. <laughs> and also, I just feel like, yeah, not y'all coming to our session and just writing everything down. <laughs> also, but you know what? One thing, even if they wrote everything down, they wasn't really finna do it. They were, they were gonna have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Right. So how could we water this down so it's not so black? What about we do something in February? <laughs> What's that thing they have? July t- May teenth? All right. Let's do something around there. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, so I actually have I have a way to answer this this quickly without giving away free game. Um, I'm just gonna go back. I don't know when, when like the at the time at which timestamp this was asked, but for the intermission of this episode, um, and sorry if you couldn't hear it, I linked all the stuff in the last episode. Um, if you had trouble hearing the pieces that we played, they're linked in that in that episode. But um. I um we played some pieces that we would program for a community engagement concert. My I like things I like programming with a purpose, and so I always have to okay, what's the overarching idea and what's the whatever the heck? And so I did like a a block party themed you know whatever. I'll use that as my example of what uh, that's not an idea. That's not what my ideal institution would look like, obviously, because it's not an institution. It's a concert, but I guess my ideal institution would be incorporating um the actual actual aspects of people's culture in a meaningful way and you can't even do that and the reason why i'm not asking like a white orchestra to do that is because they can't do that they cannot without black people in significant leadership roles create a black a block party that's going to feel like a block party that's the truth so it it comes with having black people in, in leadership roles because i'm not even saying like some orchestra that has an all-white staff do a block party and try to connect to the black community because y'all will not be able to do it in a way that feels authentic that's just the truth so i mean i was talking to Blaine about this all the time my idea organization is all black orchestra um or i get waste but like all the time like Mm -hmm. all the time um, but I would say the same thing. I mean, I just want to see, I would, I would want to see more black people in leadership positions in meaningful leadership positions, but also the right black people, like the ones that yeah. I'm not gonna say too much because we got, um, I'm not only talking to black people right now, but I will say that there are black people who just want to exist in the system as the way it is and as long as they got to where they got they're good with that and i got here so how come y'all can't get mm-hmm. here um type vibes um so i will say that not only black people in these spaces but the right ones the ones that you know are for the people right and i was gonna say that that we had a i'm not gonna give too much that was a private conversation but the the phrase institutional black came up um about and and there are some people who think the phrase an institutional black person um refers to any black person that's affiliated with an institution but that's not true i feel like an institutional black person is someone who is within an institution for for the institution who has Mm -hmm. the interest of the institution at heart rather than the interest of other people um and that's very similar to how they say hr don't work for you hr is not there for you they work for the company Mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't be don't be flapping out at the mouth at hr thinking that that's your friend because mm-hmm. they will use it against you it's it's that's what i you know what mm-hmm. i mean by institutional black so um yeah it's the difference of having a a, a 
DeRay McKesson instead of a, a Van Jones. So. A lot of y'all got some Van Jones. <laughs> Van Jones is interesting, though, because he, I feel like he he be playing both sides sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's his thing. That's why people don't trust him. Yeah. But I think he, because he was saying how, well, you know, um, people are not saying he said people in prison are like aren't like get me out but whatever you do don't speak to a republican i'm like i understand that no one's saying you cannot like work with whoever's in the white house no one's saying hang it up for four years until we get a democrat but you were you were having drinks taking selfies that's not the same thing at (laughs) all and then and then got up there crying that one day oh yeah and talking about president trump don't get enough credit for the things that he's done and then when he gets then when he's not in office oh my gosh we can breathe again (laughs) ridiculous Uh, well yep hate that for him that's how y'all hiring so (laughs) but fire fire people like jamel hill but kevin van jones and that's that's the problem that's what y'all be doing you know, one thing about me, I'm gonna stand Jamil. I know she, I know she be. I don't have anything against she. Cause she look corny, but she that's corny. About it. That's my girl, and she's just she's just really good at her job. She's a really good journalist. Anyway, moving on. Finally, that painted picture for us. Let me. I gotta have to, <laughs> girl. <laughs> and usually, this would be you. That's why I'm surprised. But it's just it's just looking at me a little too. I get it. I get so emotional. I, I think it's, it's just really that. Annoying. I think it's that combined with the fact that I feel like y'all really asking questions that y'all need to be asking people who are on payroll. The thing I feel like some of y'all are just take y'all be taking up. See, you got me thinking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, and and like I understand sometimes things just come like it's just in the moment. It comes. You want to see our thoughts, but at a certain point, you need to. That's something you need to think about when we're talking about equity. You need to think about when does something go from what is having a conversation to I'm doing mental labor for you that I ought to be getting paid for. There's a line there. And also, I feel like we painted a picture for you for what? For y'all to have a conversation and be like, well, that was great. And then and then we turn around and we hear it swings again next year to have the same conversation. Because a lot of y'all just realize it's more lucrative to come back and keep talking about it every year than actually change it. But I'm bummed. Um, yeah, and like Garrett said, none of us can, af- can afford for any of us to do this work for free. So... That's one thing I'm starting to do. I know you a little about money. I mean, obviously, Katie and I know we we share some things because we talk money for Classically Black, so we know how much Classically Black makes. So I know some of the money that goes into Katie's pocket. But, like, how they say um, not discussing, like, salaries only helps your employer um, because – now they can get away with paying someone less because they don't mm-hmm. know that you make more. And I'm trying to be more transparent about about how much money. And that happened to me, actually. I didn't know I was getting paid less for people that, that had my same job title. Part of it was just a, a tra- I had a transfer of position, but it was delayed. Mm-hmm. And they never changed. They never upped my pay. So I had to be like, I, I thought we were getting paid the same thing this whole time. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we weren't. And it was, a, it was a, 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 an amount of money that made a difference. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah, none of us can avoid can can afford for any of us to do this work for free. I know Amanda Seals was was saying that Angela Rye called her and was like, "You need to raise your price for for speaking engagements because it's affecting all of us." 
because they can come nope. back and say, you know, you're you're bringing the median price down if you're mm-hmm. so much lower than the rest of us, and we want to get paid more. So, yeah, that's something I'm trying to I'm trying to do. I mean, not very many people ask me how much, but like if someone were to ask me, you know, how much did you get paid to do X? You know, I'm trying to, especially with with black people, because they love to lowball you. Oh, Chile. That's that. Don't have to finish these another time. Yeah, girl. We already at 141, so. Girl. And we still, we got, what's that painted picture for us? Girl. Go to the art gallery. (laughs) (laughs) We still got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more, so. Yeah, when I looked at those, I was like, ain't no no way. I'm my future. All right, we moving on? Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Tamara Page. Tamara earned her bachelor's degree in music education, period, at Arizona State. Oh, okay. I was considering there, but girl, it's so dry in Arizona. But the village professor's bomb. Um, where she studied string pedagogy and violin. Um, since then, she's been an educator in the San Diego area. San, the what? The San Diego area area teaching a wide range of performing groups from marching bands to symphony orchestras um she currently serves as orchestra director at francis parker school where she teaches students at the elementary middle and high school levels for 10 years she worked at the san diego school of creative and performing arts where she served as department chair and directed an award-winning instrumental program of over 250 students Tamara's own passion and energy for teaching and learning has led to many highlights in her career, including site teacher at the SCPA in 2007. Um, in 06 and 09, she was awarded the California Music Educators Association Orchestra Educator of the Year. And in 2010, she was a guest conductor at San Diego Unified School District's first middle school uh, honors orchestra. She conducted an all-state pit for the San Diego Repertory Theater's professional productions of Hairspray, the musical Tommy. Both productions won prestigious, uh, the prestigious Craig Noel Award in several categories, including Outstanding Musical and Best Musical Direction. Miss um, Page served as a master teacher for the Point Loma String Project, a program designed for Point Loma uh, Nazarene University Music major seeking to gain real hands-on experience in teaching elementary age children shout out to spring project man that's where i got my chops spring project they just throw you in there freshman go ahead <laughs> uh well k had it a little bit more organized than that i wasn't teaching full class till my junior year but whatever okay under her mentorship aspiring teachers were able to work weekly with nearly 100 uh students um Recently, she worked with the universe, uh, the California Youth Conservative Theater and joined young musicians from all over San Diego County to perform a full Broadway production of Les Miserables. The show was awarded San Diego's Bravo Awards Best Musical Production. So, Miss Man been busy, period. Shout out to Tamara. We need good music educators. We just touched on that. And she's doing a fantastic job. I'm going to go ahead and link um, her bio so you can read more about her. But shout out to Tamara. Thank you for being black and excellent and teaching these children not to play C sharp and G major. And that's on what? Mary had a little lamb. All right. You got a piece of the week? 
um yeah for this week i'm just gonna link a an orchestral um recording by the royal philharmonic orchestra of my girl by the temptations um they did a bunch of motown recordings so that's my piece this week Period. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece with a weak suggestion, an intermittent suggestion, we got our first intermittent suggestion. Y'all, it's like episode 2004, okay? Uh-huh. Thank you. Send it to classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us across all social medias at Classically Black Podcast. If you are a black musician, we hope you consider joining ISBM. It's free. You can check us out across all social medias at IS Black Musicians. You can check out our website at isblackmusicians.com. Don't forget to check us out at classicallyblackpodcast.com. And I'm really ready to go, y'all. So <laughs> I remember that song. You was like, ISBM.com. All confident. <laughs> Just talking. Yeah, podcast, classically black incorporated.com right that's how some people was was absolutely mm, yeah okay Mm -hmm. well that's it this is long bye dang the longer (laughs) i'm right i'm like you keep talking (laughs) we could have been gone okay bye (laughs)